Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. I am your host, Josh. And uh, tonight we've got a great, fun guest with us. Um, but before we introduce him, uh, see who else we got around the table. And off to my right. Elisa. And she's not gone again. She's here. <laughs> she's here. And to my left. Jamie. And right in front of me is we have Mr. Paul Welch. Welcome, Paul. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's such a boring name, like Paul no. Welch. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. Well, we'll just have to give you a cool name then. Like? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> this can go all different yes, directions. Yes, it can. <laughs> I mean, I've years ago, I was given the name the Spirit Warrior during some weird session we were doing, but... That kind of stuff. That's kind of catchy. That is catchy. Spirit warrior. Very, like, powerful. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a cold case we were doing where we were contacting, like, this ex-military guy. Oh, that's cool. And he goes, you're you're like a spirit warrior, is what he was telling this medium. He's like, that guy's like a spirit warrior. I can see where that's very catchy. So she tells me about it, and I'm like, what does that mean exactly? And she goes, the way you reach out to spirits, like, she goes, it's like you put yourself in danger because of your health, and you go out there and you make yourself vulnerable in front of all these spirits. So it's like, dude called me the spirit warrior. That's kind of cool. That will work. So we got Paul Welch, the spirit warrior. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, we actually first met Paul at the Family Tree Restaurant in uh, Santa Quinn. We did. Um, We we spent most of a night in the basement hanging out. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. It was a while ago. Three years ago? It had to have been a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because I used to help Corey do the the hunts there, and so I would probably do that place like 50 times a year, I swear. (laughs) Yeah, this was on a... uh, our first time there was on a podcast's hundredth episode, I think it was, was yeah. the night that we were there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we spent the entire night in the basement, yeah. in the dark. In the, mold. in the mold. Yeah, in the mold. <laughs> yeah, the mold. And the spider webs. Yeah. So what, uh, what got you into the paranormal? Actually, I've been fascinated with all things mysterious my entire life. So it's, I was one of those that, it's been the entire day watching shit like the Discovery Channel, all the stuff about Bigfoot, UFOs. You just see me tuning into that stuff all day. And so my first actual experience, well, first time actually doing it, a friend of mine won tickets from a radio show to come to an investigation at Asylum 49. And they picked us up in a bus. They fed us. They took us there. And I remember walking through the hallways, like, by myself in complete darkness, like, and it just felt like I knew where I was going. And I just felt all these weird energies. It's like, and I knew nothing really about the paranormal. This was like 2011 or whatever it was. And I remember we watched some sessions, like, with flashlights and and different ghost boxes. And I, I left there, like, Addicted, hooked. It's like, when do I come back? <laughs> right? It always only takes one time. That's right. It really yeah. does. It took one time for me to be like fascinated. 
with this whole thing. Like, I got to do this more often. Did you get any cool experiences then? Personal, like, feelings mm-hmm. and just... I remember I was sitting in a room with some people. Obviously, they were experienced. And they had a couple of flashlights on the floor. And you, you've seen people use the flashlight trick where the flashlights come yeah. on and on. Yep. This was not that. These flashlights come on and in sync, they start rolling in parallel with each other. How Across cool. the floor. Whoa. And we were just all looking at it like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> like, even the people I was sitting with, like, oh, my gosh. Like, they started freaking out. Like, because we've all seen yeah. them turn on and off again. Okay, that's cool. This and was a new trick. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't just one started rolling. They turned, they both turned on and st- simultaneously started rolling that's together so across the floor. That is so cool. I would have been hooked after that, too. I would have, too. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, I'm new to this. I'm like, is this normal? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the flashlight trick and other things that light up is something we used to do for Publix all the time. Because as the inexperienced people love to see things light up. Mm -hmm. It's that instant gratification. I can see something happening. You don't have have to to go go through Mm -hmm. hours of audio. And so those type of pieces of equipment work really well for the public. And I was at this time the public. Right. So I never knocked public ghost hunts because that's how I got my foot in the door. There you go. That's how, I, I think we all got our start yeah. on a public. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was a chunga hunt. So when Good I old chunga hunt. when I was mm-hmm. on the team and we did publics that when I had a group with me, it's like I would have them this talk with them and say, This is how I got into this. So I got my foot in the door. I got addicted. Then I started finding out how to do this with my friends. Mm-hmm. How do yeah. we go out and do this? Yeah, it's like it's like the ultimate friend like night type of deal, right? Like you get together, you go. It's like, hey, let's go hang out instead of going to a bar or going to like the movies. It's like we're just gonna go to an old abandoned building and we're gonna go talk to ghosts. Talk to ghosts for the yeah. night. Ghosts, yeah. <laughs> yep. And everybody thought I was crazy. Yeah, you either have the people who think you're crazy or think that you're it's awesome. freaking awesome and yeah. how can I join? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I get now when people, if I'm wearing like paranormal stuff, like my, my personal stuff, and I go to a store, they're like, you're a ghost hunter? I'm like, yes. How do I get into that? That's so fascinating. It's like, <laughs> that has to be the coolest thing ever. I said, it's a lot of fun. It said, I've made a lot of really good friends doing this. Yeah. Absolutely, you do. Yeah, and that's I think that's the the coolest thing is the paranormal community for as a whole is very uh accepting of of all different types of people. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're I mean you you have your bad apples, but we're all very accepting of each other. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like we've all found that common ground, right? Like it's ghosts. And it's all kind of exciting when we get together, when you can get other groups together and everybody's just excited to be there. The whole pair unity mm-hmm. is so much fun. It is. Yeah. I think you had a, you had a free event, didn't you, over at, at the Benson Gris Mill one, one time? A few times. 
And it was always my birthday for some reason. <laughs> it's like I would book it for my birthday and like invite all these people to come. There'd be like 40 people there, all my friends. That's so and fun. we'd have a blast. Yeah, see. And you would think, okay, 40 people, crowded, right? No, I had to search these people down. Like, where are all these people? <laughs> I had to go from building to building looking for them. Yeah, that, that's what's awesome about the Benson Grist Mill. Uh, for the for those of you that don't know, this place is huge. I think there's 16 buildings on it. It's on like yeah. 13 acres of, of property. Yeah. Um, you can definitely lose groups of people on that place. Yeah, and I, it's not and I would because I tried to be the the friend and make the rounds and hang out with everybody throughout the night. You know? Yeah, good yeah. luck with that, especially with everybody moving around. <laughs> and so I had to track them down. I like, I want to spend time with each of y'all. Like, It's better just like at that point in time to say, hey, I'm going to hold up in this building and you guys come to me and we'll just rotate you through. <laughs> right? I wasn't that smart, apparently. <laughs> I mean, we'd all kind of, it all start off as a party. You know, we're all hanging out at the tables. We take a huge, there's actually pictures of, me and like 30 people next to me at that place, you know, and that, that was for my birthday. Is like we'd, we'd have fun. Amazing. That's a great birthday present. That would be yeah, I've done, I've done some birthdays there, not because I, I started it just because the groups I was with would do an investigation on my birthday. Well, I know right. WIS would do their barbecue things. I've done, yep. I've come to those, those a couple times. Those would be on my birthday. <laughs> that was my birthday. And so yeah, they'd, they'd have all this food and Gary would be like, you coming? I'm like, food. Yes. Food. I'm not going to pass it up. <laughs> I'll be there. I know. I told him, I'm like, you need to get a cake. It's my birthday. <laughs> right? He's like, you should have told him red velvet. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I feel like that's he, an inside joke. <laughs> yes. Okay, so... <laughs> He always jokes to me about like pumpkin spice stuff. And I always joke to him and other people joke to him about red velvet. I so, would send him pictures I would take of red velvet cakes like, got your cake. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just things we don't like. That, I, like yeah, I don't think like. he liked red velvet. No. Anything. So I'm with him on that one. Yeah, like I'm not a fan velvet. of red velvet. No. And so here's the thing about the paranormal is like once we know your soft spot. <laughs> we're going to use it against we're you. We're going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle's is dolls and clowns. So hold on, hold on. Let me take notes. <laughs> no, we're recording this for posterity, so we're good. <laughs> but as soon as you know someone's weakness, you know, you could definitely get them on a ghost hunt. <laughs> And scare you know the living you know what out of them. Perfect. So we'll just we'll just make sure we get all this information, and then we'll just have a a a, a chest full of of everyone's no no item, and we'll just bring them along when they come around. Come along. <laughs> I was two hours on a road trip with Danielle. I think we were going to Montana, and she's like, "You didn't bring the doll, did you?" <laughs> so now you think about it. <laughs> Maybe I did. Missed opportunity. It's a little late now to ask. <laughs> so, Paul, tell me some of the other places that you've investigated. You want the laundry list or? Your favorites. Your favorites. Yeah. Do your top ones. Top ones. Uh, Waverly Hills Sanatorium is is the top. Uh, that place is scary. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. And, We've been uh, twice. Yeah. It's scary and 
Washoe Club is probably right up there and my my favorites. <clears throat> Family Tree was my home away from home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Asylum Forty Nine because I have huge history of that building. That's where I started. My first foot in the door of all things ghosts, other than seeing these shows on television. You never forget your first, right? No. Your first paranormal hunt. You never. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No. I remember falling asleep on the bus ride home, though. <laughs> Exhausted. Yeah. It's draining. Did you have paranormal hangover the next day where you felt hungover? I don't remember. <laughs> that, always, means, that means you did. <laughs> we always call it the paranormal hangover and then drink Lonnie's the next day and yeah, as energy drinks, caffeine as we can get. Pedialyte. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had one so bad I was incas- incapacitated for almost two days. Yeah. Really? I, was, I couldn't do nothing. Like, just mm-hmm. took it right out of you. That's how I am for like the 12 hour hunts. Yeah. We've done a couple of those. When they're overnights, I'm out for like two days. Yeah. Because I still have to wake up and take care of kids, and and a lot of the time my husband helps a lot, which yeah. is fantastic. But still, it's like it's tough. And the older uh, you get, the tougher it gets <laughs> on the paranormal hangover front. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> so at Waverly, what was um, the coolest experience you had there, or one that was memorable? Well, um, so when we went. I went with Danielle's team, but somehow it ended up being, being me and just Danielle the entire night roaming this building. Her team was there somewhere. We <laughs> you lose it's them in that building. building. We lost them, and, and pretty much I just filmed, like, I released it on YouTube, just me and her just investigating. But the craziest part, we went to uh, the body shoot by ourselves, and we were about half, not even halfway down, you know, a third of the way down. And we're just filming, and she's talking. She's like, I can hear footsteps coming up at us, you know. And she starts walking down a few feet in front of me, and all of a sudden we hear this, bam, coming from the bottom of the chute. It sounded like metal hitting metal. Dang. Like someone just took some huge lead pipe and just hit something metal. Immediately, Danielle turns around, starts running up towards me, She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> And she's freaking the heck out. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to go down and check it out. She's like, you're not leaving me here by myself. Then you're coming with me. <laughs> and so we walk all the way to the bottom to investigate, like, where did this sound come from? And at the very bottom, yeah, it's metal, uh, big metal. I don't know if it's a door. It's, it's, I think it's a gate, like a door The whole gate. thing is sealed off. Mm-hmm. Big metal plate. But in front of that, about a foot in front of that, hung a big piece of plastic. Yep. Now, I've listened to the audio on my film, and I don't hear the plastic hit at any time. So if there's something from the inside that hit it, it didn't hit plastic. I don't hear the plastic. And I don't know if you guys ever seen the backside of the chute. No, I've never been out to the, on the outside of it. Did they take you to the... Uh, the bunkhouse? No. So, in order to get to the bottom of the chute, you have to drive <clears throat> in the back of Waverly and down this windy road. It takes you about seven minutes to get back to the backside of driving. Okay? Jeez, that's a because long It way. just winds. Yeah. And there's a bunkhouse down there you can sleep at after you're done investigating. 
and hidden in the woods and like you can't even see where this comes out it's i have a picture of it you'd have to know it's there yeah you know and that whole property is gated you've been there you know that it is surveillanced yep heavily surveillanced <clears throat> yeah so i asked them like did you see anybody on the property at any time and of course if you're investigating with friends, nobody can leave the building and go around. To go bang on that door. To go bang on it. So we don't know. Could have been somebody that got onto the property and did it. They would have to know that was there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not really visible. Like You don't know until someone points it out. Well, that's where the chute comes up. Because it's all covered in shrubbery and stuff. Yeah. Like so you wouldn't know. And you wouldn't think the owners or the people running the place would do that. No, she's she's a very nice gal. I don't I don't see her ever doing and so that. So I would That's never Tina. accuse. Tina, yeah. yeah, I would never accuse them of doing that. No, no, nope. uh-uh. because if they ever got caught doing that, it'd be game over. You know? Right. I mean, yep. Nobody would book that place anymore. You know, that scared the heck out of us. <laughs> Bam! That's well, so cool. I can imagine too, because that. That tunnel just echoes something fierce, too. So, I remember it being wet, like, and kind of moldy when we were mm-hmm. in there. Bottom is definitely nasty. It was June. It was, like, 90 degrees outside and 80-something percent humidity. Oh, man. I, I, I probably lost 20 pounds that night. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I, we've only ever investigated in, like, the spring, like, March and April. April. The mm-hmm. crazy thing about Waverly, like anywhere else you investigate, you can have your back to some kind of wall. Yeah. Yeah. If you're freaking out. When you're in the hallways of Waverly, you got an opening to your side, both sides, your front, your back, like they can come at you from any direction. Yeah. Yeah. Sure can. You don't have yourself covered any which way. No. And, and so you don't know which way to look when you hear noises, <laughs> like where is that coming from? Yeah. And it's t- like there's and you hear noises like you can hear like we we were up on fifth up on the fifth floor and you can hear like dogs barking and yeah you know traffic moving because it's I mean it's still in Louisville yeah I mean you're you're not out in the middle of nowhere no although it feels like it sometimes it does that's because the property is so huge and you can't see public from the property like no. I can't remember spending too much time on the fifth. I spent a lot on the second. The second was creepy. Every floor's creepy in that place. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was the fourth and fifth. Yeah. For sure. Now, on the second floor, we kept seeing shadow people. I oh, see. That's so cool. I haven't seen any shadow people there. Well, oh, you, the, you did, though. Yeah, but you saw that one walking between you and I up on five. That wasn't a shadow. That was an apparition. Okay. So, I didn't see it. No. So I don't know. Yeah. We were walking. We were up on the fifth floor and we had a guide with us because uh, we were there for in a public. The first time we were there with the public and mm-hmm. we we're walking and I can see someone walking in between Jamie and I just walking along with us, <laughs> hanging out. It's funny because when we got there, it's like everybody that was there with me, like they wanted to all go to the gift store and buy stuff. So, like, for the first 45 minutes, I'm just wandering the building by myself. Like, where is everybody? 
I go back to the gift shop. They're all still buying stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm ready to go. I know. Let's that's go. how I get too. I'm like, okay, let's go. I don't need a t-shirt. I'm ready to go right now. Let's get it. Well, and I mean, the the thing is, is like, you can only buy stuff when Tina's there. And so Tina will, at least for us, that was the way. So once Tina decides to leave for the night, you're done. You have to buy when you first get there. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't, you're out. (laughs) So put all that stuff online, you know, like. That's, yeah. that's true. You can go online. The Waverly Hills got a has a website. You can just buy the stuff off of there. Although it's not, the... they don't have everything on on their website. No, their, their store there is it's a lot bigger. And they have ghost hunting equipment there. I didn't. A few that. items. A few items. We bought a, a laser grid. Laser grid. Yeah, they don't have much there. So that was not my concentration. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I got brought into the deal. Like, hey, come film our team. Okay. <laughs> Your team's I'm not there. here. Yeah, <laughs> the team was there, but it, yeah. If you ever watch my YouTube channel, you'll just see me and Danielle that whole night, like investigating together. When did you guys go? What year, you guys go? What year did you guys go? June of two thousand twenty. It was after we went. Remember when our team During went? The yeah. Shutdown. Yeah. So we we invited another paranormal group and said if anybody on that team wanted to come. Nobody ended up showing up, but I know that after we got back, so many Utah paranormal teams started hitting Waverly afterwards. It's like I got invited, so I don't know how they came up about choosing Waverly. Yeah. It was always on my list of places. Oh, I think it's on most people's list. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I didn't think I'd go during shutdown. That's the perfect time to go, though. Like, no one's out anymore. No, the six-hour flight with a mask was a little ridiculous. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's why we drove. We drove. <laughs> yeah, but we we went before the pandemic. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had um, we didn't take a direct flight into Louisville, and so we took this roundabout trip. We flew to Indianapolis and then rented a car and drove down. And it was such a fiasco that by the time we were said and done, it took fourteen hours. From the time we got up and went to the airport, from the time we landed our or got to our destination, it's like it's sixteen hours to drive. Yeah, and yeah. you're way more comfortable. Yeah. So the next trip in 2019, we we drove. We drove. We drove. Yeah, but if I drive, it's an extra eight hours. That's true. You you, <laughs> you do have to drive from Nevada. <laughs> A little different. A little different. I'm not complaining. I like where I'm at. You you are like. For a paranormal investigator, you're like in the perfect location because like everything haunted is like in your backyard. Right. And so like that in itself is so cool. So um, what was what? So you mentioned the Washoe Club, which is in Virginia City, Mm -hmm. uh, Nevada. So what's the coolest thing that happened there? Oh, I got a laundry list, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) just name a few. (laughs) The coolest capture i've ever gotten was from the washer club so i was with the utah team i took a utah team out there in the middle of winter february and originally i was supposed to go film at the union brewery in virginia city and they were going to do the washer by themselves a snowstorm hit the night before and so all the camera guys and the people that were supposed to be part of this filming at the union brewery couldn't get over the pass from California. Whoops. So they canceled and I like I told that this team, I'm like, I guess you're stuck with me all night. I said the good thing is you'll have an experienced washer club person 
with you guys all night. And so I investigated with them all night, and uh, we had quite a bit of activity, even though it was like it was stormy outside. But in the morning, you know, we stayed until sunrise. Yeah. And so one of my things that I that I have a habit of doing is like, okay, right before we leave, we're all going to walk the entire building with with sunrise. You know, take our pictures with this natural light coming in because it's gorgeous. When when the natural light starts coming in through the windows, perfect pictures. You're watching the sun come up behind the church. You got this 100-mile view with the sun coming up from the windows. Gorgeous. And you'll have natural light to, to see where you left all your gear. Because when you do an overnight at the Washoe, you leave stuff everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're like... Okay, we're going to go take a break, and we'll just leave this stuff here for now, and we'll come back. And when you go back up, you take new gear up, and you go somewhere else. (laughs) And by 6 a.m. in the morning, you have gear throughout the entire building. So my habit is, if I have to lock the building, I'm going to walk the whole thing. I'm going to look for my gear. I'm going to make sure nobody's in this damn building, for one. Yeah. So... I have them up there. We're in what they call the... uh, Okay, that was my phone. <laughs> anyway, they they have a ballroom. They call it the ballroom, even though it never served as a ballroom. It's where the Ghost Adventures caught their amazing apparition crossing the floor on camera. It's what made them famous. And we're all sitting in there, and I've taken my last photos and stuff, and they're all on the bench. And I'm up against the window that goes along Main Street, which is C Street. And I'm looking at this mirror that's, Sitting in this corner, it's a diamond dust mirror. You know, they don't make those anymore. Nope. And so I'm like, I'm going to go over there and snap a picture of myself in the mirror. And I still have my little Walmart bag with my gear in it. (laughs) That's what I use to just gather my loose gear. So I'm holding that and I snap a photo and we leave. We start heading home that morning after a whole overnight seven hour drive. No problem. <laughs> Not a big deal. We get three sure. hours, but heading back, and I finally have service, and I'm going through my Google photos. Now look at this picture, and there's someone standing behind me. Oh, Full wow. person. That's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. And I start passing it around the vehicle, like, you guys see what I see? They're like, yeah, that's like a bald person, like four foot tall bald person standing back in the hallway behind you. Everybody can see it plain as day. Wow. I was like, I didn't know he was there when I snapped the photo. God, that's so cool. Like, is it like full color, full apparition? Yes. Or is it like see-through and... No, tra- he's no. not see-through. He's like, he's there. It's great for audio, it's great for, uh, audio listeners. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I, I want to see it. You know, if you want to see this photo, I could post it to my personal uh, Facebook page. So just follow me there. Everybody else does. <laughs> and that's Paul Welch on Facebook. It's so. Paul Welch. You know, I have a lot of pictures of the watcher because I'm, I'm there all the time. Like We go up there and we'll, we'll play uh, Cards Against the Paranormal in the watcher club. Oh, oh that'd, that'd be fun. so fun. Well, having drinks, you know. Like, <laughs> well, you are in a Why place not? that has a bar, right? Yeah. So it works. So you can oh, I can already in. see. You can see him plain as day. Oh, my gosh. He's a full person standing in the hallway behind me. That's crazy. 
Why my photo is not hanging up in the Washoe Club. No it idea. should be. Yeah. Because there's pictures of orbs hanging up in the Washoe Club. Like, God, that's really cool. It's too bad that you didn't see that when you took the picture. No, because it was a quick just snap. And yeah. Then, okay, let's go. go home. Because we were tired, you know. Yeah. We just lasted all night, freezing our butts oh. off because it was 16 degrees. Oh, my gosh. And and see, the, the, the cool thing about this photo is that it proves that you can catch paranormal stuff happening amazing. in the daylight. It doesn't yeah. have to be dark. So this wasn't all that happened that night. So on audio, there, there was they, this team liked to sleep a lot. So we went down, could have been two or three in the morning. We went down to take a nap down in the museum. We had like little air mattresses and sleeping arrangements going on. People have time for that? (laughs) (laughs) They're supposed to be investigating. (laughs) Whatever floats, they paid for it. Right. Right. So I left my voice recorders rolling upstairs, one of them on top of this famous spiral staircase that the building has. There's two of them in the world. But at the top, they have it capped off with drywall, so you can't go up the spiral. You know, they don't let people go up there. But I always put my voice recorder up there, and we went down, and we started taking a nap. And during this time, I caught three EVPs. The first one was a guy saying, do you not see me? No. And then immediately another guy says, quiet down, like really loud. And then a little bit later in that same recording, this lady's like, you got it. Clear is clear. Like, you don't even guess what it says. Like class A EVPs. Like clear, like someone's in the building. That is wow. so cool. But like the old wooden floors in this building, like you would hear people approaching mm-hmm. the voice recorder or even coming in upstairs because you have to walk up these old rickety stairs, push open this back door to the second floor, and it makes like, because the wood rubs up against each other, mm-hmm. it makes this like really loud noise as you come into the floor. Yeah. So you don't hear none of this. You just hear the voices. Wow. God, that's so cool. Love it. It's like you can hear it like on my YouTube. Like I have these audio clips like plain as day. Like there's no guessing, like that's not what I hear. Like, no, it's it's clear. That is awesome. That's awesome. I love getting good EVPs when nobody is talking. Who doesn't love EVPs? The thing about the Washer Club, my experience is they're not gonna at least with me, Uh they don't ever say anything when I'm in the building. As soon as I walk away and I leave stuff running, I caught all my EVPs that way. Now, when I take my friend Michelle, they call her the ghost magnet, and it's for a reason. We could just sit up there, and she could do a 10-minute burst session, and she's catching stuff left and right. Oh, wow. I'm like... (laughs) Not fair. Not fair. Because I have to trick these spirits and say, okay, good (laughs) night. Leave my stuff hidden up there, running, recording them the whole time, and then, just like the picture, it's Uh like, he probably didn't know he was in the reflection of the mirror. He probably thought he was safe. Out of the way, not seen, standing there watching what we're doing. But you can totally tell he's looking right at you. Yeah. God, it's like, I so could take cool. you to that building and show you exactly where yeah. he was standing. We'll have to take you up on that. 100%. If you guys ever come into town, I'll give you the personal tour. Awesome. I could take you to all the cool spots. I'm down. I'm there. 
You just have to come out. <laughs> it's really not that far of a drive for us. No. No. Like, so the plus of coming from here to there, like if you left at seven in the morning here, it's six in the morning there. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. getting out you there. You gain an hour. Noon, yeah. one o'clock, and you still have all night to play around. And like I said, if you're out there for three or four days, it, God, that'd be you so can fun. see a lot. So, um, what places would you recommend to go see out there? Well, Virginia City is like, when you, other than investigating, it's like you have stores up and down. So you have antique shops, candy shops, bars, you name it. Like it's it's total shop after shop. You get to eat it all the good grub. They got hidden cemeteries. They got really cool old cemeteries up on the hill. They got churches you can walk in that are gorgeous. And then they have in one of the churches uh, down in the basement. You can go in the basement. It's a museum now. You can investigate there. Oh, that's cool. In a church. We've done EVP sessions and caught stuff in a church. Wow. Uh-huh. That's awesome. But like I said, this town is very pro-paranormal. It's like mm-hmm. They have paranormal people coming into town. All the time. We were probably. walking through. It was like a sports store. They, they called it the Super Chicken years ago. <laughs> now it's uh, the Rusty Buzzard or some, something like that. Now it has a bunch of signs and posters. But we were walking through there with our camera equipment. We were filming a documentary, the very first documentary I ever made. And the guy running the place, can't remember his name, he stops us. He's like, Ghost Ventures were just here filming the other day. You got to come back and check this place out, you know, at night. Like, he's all telling us, like, and everywhere we stopped, is like everybody wanted to tell us their little personal story. It's like, oh, that's cool. You never believe what happened in this building. But it's like, we already had, we had to film the Union Brewery, which was off limits to most teams, but I had like a special access. And now the lady who owns it, like, is a personal friend of mine. She's like, she'll let me stay the night, you know, whatever. And we were doing like, the Mackey Mansion and the Washer Club that all all that weekend. So it's like we were busy, booked up. Yeah, that is not a problem that I wouldn't mind having. <laughs> but we got to do the Union Brewery when it was still just all sawdust. You know, it's just walls and sawdust. And now it's a beautiful bar. Um, Zach and his crew, the Ghost Adventure crew, went in there. He lasted two and a half hours. That's it? That's mm-hmm. all he investigated, and he got scared out of his... Really? He he ran out of that building. Oh. <laughs> I want to go. Right? <laughs> I said, I've done this building. That, that. You're like, I can last more than two and a half hours. <laughs> so I'm in there all the time now, because when she's in town, because she lives in California, but she comes into town. It's like, I'll be there hanging out with all the drunks like all night long, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings up a good good question, though. What's the scariest thing that's happened to you on an investigation? That I was dying. Is that scary enough? Yeah, that, that would be scary <laughs> enough. Please tell. This also happened in Virginia City. So the weekend we were filming this documentary, right, we... We're eating lunch out of a cooler 
in the gazebo of the Mackie Mansion. They have a gazebo. They do weddings there. So we're like, we're going to crash this gazebo. We're going to pull out the cooler. We're going to make sandwiches. Like, we didn't even ask. Okay. We just went to the gazebo. We're sat at the table. We're making sandwiches. And after we're done having lunch, we're like, you know, I've been coming up here for like all these years. And I've never been in this building. And like, and so we're like, let's take a tour. So like me, Zachary Stone, Zach Waters, and, and Corey Broadhead from the Family Tree, we walk in there and we pay to take the tour. And this little young kid, you know, he's telling us all this historical information. Uh, the very first two main floors. And um, the first main floor that you uh, walk in has like a built-in safe. Like this, the house was built around this safe. Oh, wow. Or they used to have like a, a guard that sat that sat in there with a shotgun. This was the mining office. Oh, yeah. And a mansion. Okay. So he gives us the kind of the, the gist of the first two floors. And then he goes, you can wander upstairs by yourself. So we go into where the stairs are and I'm like filming the stairs down. I'm just filming everything. I don't know what we're going to use for this documentary. I'm just filming everything. And then we start breaking out a joke because they asked Corey, like, where are we, Corey? She's like, Bobby Mackey's. And they're like, no, that's the other side of the <laughs> <laughs> And so we head upstairs, and I'm, like, filming into each room. And there's Mr. Mackey's room, Mrs. Mackey's room, and, like, the children's room and a, and a bathroom, like a really old bathroom. I think it was the actual first working bathroom in all of Virginia City. Okay. Oh, wow. And they start breaking out their echo box and they're, they start investigating upstairs. And I'm still filming. And then I, re- I remember filming the bathroom and then I started getting chest pains. Like I thought I was having a heart attack and it was severe. Like sweat started pouring off of my head and I started getting really lightheaded. And I look at Corey and I'm like, she's like, you okay? And I just, I walk out of the building. I walk all the way down to the main floor and then down another flight of steps and go out the door to where all the chickens and stuff are. And I remember when I got out the door, I felt better. Mm-hmm. I went and sat in the car and it just like, I was completely beat. Like I lost all ability to, to function. I was like, I didn't have the pains anymore, but my ability to stand up and function with everybody else is just, I'm just going to lay here. <laughs> you were like drained. Yeah. Completely I was completely drained. drained. Like, and I thought I was going to die. I'm like, I'm going to die up in Virginia city where there's no hospitals. Like we're, we're 20 plus minutes from the nearest hospital. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to croak. Cause this, that's what it felt like. Jeez. How long um, did it take you to recover from that? Hours. Wow. Um, so I went back later and I told Dawn, and she's actually a good friend of me now. She's the docent. She lives in the basement. And so she told me, she goes, a lot of people have this sensation upstairs. And she tells me about the story of these two bank robbers that came in to try to rob the safe. They opened the safe. Their chests were blown apart with a shotgun right there on the spot. Oh. Ooh. They both, yeah, shotgun to the chest right there on the main floor. Wow. You know, so a lot of people take on this pain, like you're having a heart attack. And when we went and filmed my Spirit Chronicles episode there, 
we had one of us get attacked there as well, and she had to leave town. Like, she went back oh, wow. down to Reno. Wow. Yeah. She missed out on the Washtro Club that night. You know, she had to go back down wow. to Reno. But during that that whole tour, like, I went back over the audio of my camcorder. Like, when I first, when we first go to the stairs and I'm just filming downstairs, mm-hmm. I catch her male voice saying, um, behind you. Mean, like, behind you. And so when we go upstairs, in that moment I got attacked filming the bathroom, I catch a female saying, leave. Jeez. Like, this is just, wow. this is not on like voice recorder. We're, you know, this yeah. is just camcorder, me filming. Yeah. With a cheap ass camcorder. So it sounds Dang. like they just really don't like you, like people that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if know. you have all these experiences like leave and behind you and then the sensation of like having a heart attack. I don't, I don't know because when I, I've been in there millions of times since without a problem. Really? That's interesting. So the weird thing is that experience there that weekend led to a lot of things to come, which led to the craziest story I've ever had at the family tree like a week or so later. Oh, do tell. But it's like that building has a lot of history. Johnny mm-hmm. Depp, who's in the news now. Oh, yeah. he's over. my favorite. Mine too. <laughs> he I actually love slept. Depp. Upstairs, while filming a movie, he he stayed there overnight. Mm-hmm. Well, nights. I don't know how long. But he had his own ghost experience seeing a little girl in the building. Wow. And I have her voice on audio. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. We're actually, this is another story with Danielle. She's She has my $200 voice recorder and my headphones on. And she's listening. In like a live EVP session? Yeah, I call it my sonic ears, you know, because you hear pin drops. Yeah. And so her stomach growls. (laughs) We all hear it, and we're laughing. And then this little girl, really polite, comes through and says, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) And so I play this for Dawn, who lives in the building, and she goes, yeah, that's our little, I can't remember what her name is now, but that like she recognized the voice. (laughs) And you could hear it, like a very proper speech the way she said it that's cute you know like they would talk awesome. back in the old days where everything was proper and there was no slang you know like that's cool that yeah is it's cute. like it felt like my experience at the Mackie may have unlocked things in mm-hmm. me to have experiences after that because before that i was just a tech guy that like i don't ever get cold spots i don't mm-hmm. see nothing I'm just a tech guy, you know. Right. Sensitive then, as a rock. <laughs> right, and then you started getting experiences. I'd be after investigating that. with all these people, like, oh, you feel the cold spot? Oh, you see the shadows? I'm like, I don't see a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a week, pretty much seven days after my experience at the Mackey Mansion, that I had the craziest thing at the family tree. Do tell. I was there with Wisp. Uh, Gary, Gary's team. I don't remember. I think he, I think he had guests there. Like he, he we charged, did a public, like like a little public investigation. And it's me, Gary, and Tim downstairs. And Gary starts talking to me about this book that's done there. 
Okay, I looked at this book. It's like a health encyclopedia book. Nothing special. Right. Covered in dust. And he's telling me, don't touch it. Don't take it home. Don't move it around. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I've never heard. I've done this building a million times. Uh, first time I've ever heard of this book before. I, I don't investigate with Gary very often, so he's telling me these things. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, I'm going to go get my cleansing kit. So he leaves me and Tim downstairs, and I watch him kind of walk over to the stairs and up, and I can still see him because there's light coming from upstairs. Yeah. I guess the lights are on upstairs or whatever. So I watch him walk out, and as he exits the room, what appears to be like a teenage boy, malnutrition, no hair anywhere, but with six spider legs, starts crawling at me and Tim. I'm sitting there staring at it. The thing is crawling fast. And I grab my flashlight. And I don't remember if I grab my flashlight first or if I scream like, what the freaking hell is that? (laughs) I screamed. Okay. And I get my flashlight and I get up and I'm like pointing over there and I walk over there. I'm like, what the hell did I just see? Corey heard me upstairs freak out. And she comes down like, "What, what? what's going on? She's like, you never freak out. And I'm like telling her this thing that I saw. She's like, you're not the only person that's seen mm-hmm. it. But it's like I saw details of this thing coming toward us. Did Tim see it? No. Oh, crazy. I think he was looking at me because I was sitting there doing an echo box session or something. I was yeah. doing something. Yeah. I have it all on audio, like me freaking out, like somewhere on my computer, on all the audio I have, which is millions of minutes. (laughs) Yeah. In order to find out that exact night, I would have to go through all of it because it's it's so much. But yeah, it's like I saw this thing and then everybody came downstairs and I remember the drive home because it was by myself. Um... That's all I could think about is this. I'm thinking this of this creature thing, thing like coming detail, at you, burned in your I mind. Sleep. Yeah. And I remember going back to the family tree, and Corey looks at me. And she's like, "You're gonna be able to go downstairs." I'm like, "I don't know. I haven't crossed that bridge yet." <laughs> <laughs> Did they say that it was Lucy or anything like that? Or I don't remember if because I've I've heard of Lucy before. Yeah, they generally say for um, that venue, I guess, that Lucy is likes to portray herself as a young girl, mm-hmm. like innocent. and. But this was more know. like... So I wonder if, if it could be the same one, just took on a different form. You know what I mean? This was like a malnutrition boy. And, and the weird thing was, there was... Maybe months later, I went back just to visit Corey. I popped in. They were doing a a different investigation there. And we're outside talking. And somehow my experience comes up. And she goes, I had this girl from high school come in and do an investigation by herself for a school paper. And she knew nothing about the building, nothing about my experience. And when she came upstairs... From the basement, she told Corey about what she saw, and it was identical to what I saw. Oh, wow. Wow. Oof. 
you don't sleep after that. No. Well, maybe you, what you got to see is what Lucy's form really likes to look like. Instead of being the all innocent little girl, you got to see true form. Did you ever, did you ever watch the dead files episode from there? No, no, I haven't seen it. No, so no, I haven't seen it either. Amy Allen had a sketch done of what she saw in the basement and it, she called it like a gremlin person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's that's pretty close, except for what I saw, it looked like spider legs. Like it was crawling on. Wow. Yeah. I hate spiders. I mean, yeah. I don't like spiders in the first place, yeah. but let alone a humanoid spider. Human spider? Yeah. <laughs> a hybrid. Yeah. No, thanks. And I just, I came to terms after that with this thing was more scared of us. Then we were of, of it. Well, I'm the only one that saw it that night. But if I think about what was about to to happen, mm-hmm. Gary was getting his cleansing kit. He was going to oh. come back downstairs. Yep. And start cleansing stuff. Yeah. Did that trigger what happened? I don't know. Probably possibility. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's always a possibility for that. Oh yeah. So, because I've been on investigations where they're, you know, with the Wisps team, that when we were about to cleanse something, it would get intense. Sometimes yeah. it can get real intense. And I got this EVP um, right before we were about to cleanse a home. And it was like, it's so clear. And um, it goes, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> but the, so, the thing is, the people I investigate on a normal basis, we don't cleanse nothing. Yeah. We don't carry yeah. around cleansing kits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're there to gather evidence. And the last thing we want to do is scare them out of the room. Mm-hmm. Right. We want them to talk to us. Yeah. I don't do residentials. You know, what I do is, is for fun and research. Yep. Yeah. That's how we are now. Yep. Yeah. I like it that way. Yeah. It's, like, it's better. I stopped doing residentials eons ago yeah because i can't do them the way i want to mm-hmm. i want to be in that house for days I'm, right you know yeah i want access for days right not three hours yeah. and get real good evidence and real good experience there rarely do homeowners allow you to to uh kick them out of their house for a few well, days and it's not just that it's it's the fact that what the homeowners are experiencing it doesn't happen in three hours when you're there. Yeah, it's like you they've lived there for 25 years and right. they're telling you the five things that's happened over those <laughs> yeah. 25 years. Right. Although that haunted boppet that we that we ran into. That was fun. Haunted boppet? Haunted oh, yeah. boppet. Yeah. <laughs> boppet. <laughs> Twist it. It was interesting. But it's like, so yeah, so after that Mackie Mansion experience, it's like I started seeing spirits, like a few of them. Like it opened then. it up. Opened up for you. It, it seemed like, yeah, I stepped in some shit pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't get it off. <laughs> and I would it's go. Stuck. I, the weird thing is, like, I like to go to these metaphysical events, these big, they're almost like paracons for metaphysical, you know, yeah. spiritual stuff. And I'd go and I'd be stopped. Be like you. And they'd hand me a rock. Hold on to this for a while. Mm-hmm. And they'd come back. How you feeling? I'm like, same I did, you know. Mm-hmm. They're like, you have spirits all over you. What? <laughs> but the coolest one was this this teenager. I walk up to a booth and they're selling like these sprays and stuff, like these cleansing sprays. Mm-hmm. And this teenager walks up to me and she's like, something's going on with your throat. And it, it was really sore. And I did the family tree the night before. 
not the one where I saw something, but I, you know, I did an investigation there and it, it's like, I was getting sick or something. She goes, something's going on with your throat. And so I'm like, okay, how do you know that? You know, she's like, and her mom walks over. She's like, well, she'd like to do a reading on you. So I sit down and she pulls out all these tarot deck stuff. And she starts flipping cards and she starts going to all these definitions and everything is hit. Boom, 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 boom. Everything she talks about, spot on. This is a teenager. Wow. And then she flips over this purple butterfly. She goes, this is holding you back. A butterfly. Butterfly. But what does it represent? <laughs> right. What it represented was the woman I was married to for 17 years. Oh, oh. dang. <laughs> Our house, we had purple butterfly decorations all over the place. Holy cow, that's crazy. She had purple butterfly stickers on her car. Mm -hmm. Talk about spot on. Because she never let me do the things I wanted to do. Mm. Or have the money I needed to do the things I wanted to do. Right. So I'm like, wow. And then she starts telling me, she goes, your whole energy is full of this black sludge. She goes, you would need multiple cleansings to, and then she's like, how often do you investigate the paranormal? I'm like, mm, probably twice a week. Cause I was, <laughs> I, was going, I was going hard back then. Like, yeah. And she goes, this is all that negative energy just collecting on you. And it's just, I was going through a really rough time. Negativity, I got divorced, of all things. So mm -hmm. all these negative things were happening. Boom, 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 boom. Health was crap. I was in control of nothing. Right. Even my job sucked. Oof. <laughs> so. Do you think that had any relation to what you were doing? I mean, some of it in relation to what you're doing with the paranormal, or do you think it was coincidental? I think paranormal is a big part of it. You surround yourself with negative energy all the time. We can start having You start that having effect. negative thoughts. Yeah. It's a fact, like, I know a lot of people that were married in the paranormal. Not no more. Yeah. And they both would go ghost hunting together, just like I did. Not no Watch more. Watch out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can say is... Be careful how often, like, I was going hard. Like, yeah. yeah. I was knee-deep twice a week at least. And then all day when I'm not ghost hunting, I'm posting about the paranormal. Right. So now living in Reno, it's like I've stepped back. I'm not involved. Because being involved in Utah Paranormal, I, I run a page still, a group page to this day for Utah Paranormal. Yep, I'm a member of it. It's like, and I was posting heavily to that. I was posting all the time. I was fully enwrapped in every possible way. I was talking to the paranormal every day. Yeah. Yeah. Just fully engulfed in it. So now I have like a normal life where I do some paranormal inside. There you go. So it's about finding this balance, right? More or less. Yeah. And I was growing up the family tree a lot. Yeah. And that's a pretty dark place. It it's is. It's a dark place. So you got to be careful, you know. 
Yeah. I think that's I think that's a good advice to people that get into the paranormal is just to to watch the negativity, watch how often you're doing it, and try to like balance it out. A balance bit. it out, but also cleanse yourself. Uh, you know, clean yourself in in the sense spiritually, clean yourself as you go because you don't want to get that negativity built up for so long because things things happen. Like I think we've all heard of stories of people who've been in the paranormal who have ended up you know, committing suicide or uh, murder and other things that have been pretty negative along that. Well, I think you can also get like the paranormal burnout where you do it so much and it comes all consuming and then it affects your life in such a negative way. Yeah. If you don't have your balance. I mean, it really obviously depends on like what you do with your investigations and how you investigate. Right. Because you can do go to the same place and investigate negatively where you're egging things on and mm-hmm. telling them to come fight me, you know, like, or you can do it the respectful way, which I figure is, is about how a lot of groups do it. Well, how many know? times have we said, you, go ahead, use my energy? Oh, that's a no-no. That's a big no no. <laughs> Too many a lot times. Of us, a lot of us do it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like I used to do that it, when I first started, especially when you're new. Yeah. We'd get comfortable. So, one of my crazy abilities to connect to the other side was I make myself relatable. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, well, why do you get so much? I've gone in that billion, million times, I get nothing. I was like, maybe spirits don't like you. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, if you're relatable, I crack jokes. I I can not tell you some of the weird things I've asked in the in the family tree. One of them was about underwear one time. It was really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I had everybody laughing. And uh, that's the one thing people loved about me. It's like, you think of some off-the-wall funny things. Like, you'll start singing. You'll start doing weird things. Yeah. And the spirits just, they talk to you. Like, I I was in the prison shower once and I asked about dropping the soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually had a, I had a, caught a spirit laughing. In the basement of the family tree, because I la- I asked something about touching my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and like these females laughing, like there's no females with us in the basement. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, one time yeah. when I, um, I don't know, I'd probably been hunting, ghost hunting for you know two years maybe, and we were at a theater, and I. I mean, they had been doing, like, I had been taught, like, if you feel safe, if you feel fine, you know, go ahead. And if if you want to, say, you can use some of my energy to uh, move something or to mm-hmm. turn the light on and off or to, you know, create some type of evidence, right, to make a noise. And so we were at this theater and we're in the basement and we're in, like, this, uh, the dressing room. Of the theater. Was it the one like down 300? In Salt Lake? Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. I know. Off Broadway? Yes, Off Broadway. We're on Off Broadway. I've been there. And uh, we're down there. And I'm like, there was probably, I don't know, like four of us right there just sitting there. And I'm like, you can go ahead and use my energy if you want. Just some of my energy, whatever. And all of a sudden, it was just like a, like I got tunnel vision. 
right? I was like, I was getting ready to pass out. So if you've ever passed out before you get this tunnel vision and things just, it gets black and then just slowly sucks you in, right? So I get this tunnel vision. It's like, and I'm like, my body is like shutting down, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, it's like I used my will and took it back, right? And I, and it opened everything back up. And I was like, uh-uh, never again. Never I'm again, never yeah. doing that again. Scary. Well, the scary, scary part is when someone has to call in for the holy water on you. Yeah. Really? I was investigating. I don't know if you guys have heard Eureka, Nevada. Heard of it. There's a couple spots out there that you can investigate. Uh, there's the the cafe, the Yuki Cafe, which used to be like a an American Chinese restaurant. And there's tunnels underneath. Ooh, cool. And the way they had it set up was they had a living area with four bedrooms. When you booked the place, you got the four bedrooms. You got to stay there. And you had access to the tunnels, the restaurant, everything. But we booked... Uh, for a film project, uh, the Jackson House Hotel, which is this haunted hotel. Uh, they don't have a front desk or anything. They, they actually booked the rooms through another hotel. We booked the whole place for three days. How cool. 250 bucks. Done. Done. <laughs> right? Done. Like, we had the hookup, and we're, <laughs> we go there to film. We have all these lights, all the cameras. Like, we're doing this big production. And the first, uh, was it the first night? The first night we kind of just hung out and party. It was like a Friday night. We were chilling. We all just made the long drive, so it was it was hangout night. But then the second night, you know, I'm filming. It sounded like a zipper noise. Now my shoes. Oh, your shoes. <laughs> it totally sounded like a zipper. Right? Yeah. Like, why are we hearing a zipper? Anyway. <laughs> why do you have zippers on your shoe? First I'm off. filming. Um, I'm still living in Utah at the time. I'm filming two of my Reno friends. These ladies that came down from Reno. They're amazing. I'm with them and I'm with uh, Shane from Bear River Paranormal. And I'm filming them for, I don't even know how long, hours go by. And then I wanted to take a break. like, And they're like, well, let's go investigate the kitchen. And I'm like, I don't want to. Like, have Zach film you. I'm tired. I wanted to take a break. No, you got to go with us. So I go down there and I'm filming them. And we're having this crazy stuff going on in the kitchen of this hotel. It hasn't been used in forever. And I remember we came out of the kitchen. And then I don't know what happened after that. But on film... They start asking, like, Paul, are you okay? You don't look okay. It's like your eyes are completely black, you know? And so the camera's now sitting down on the table. I no longer have the camera. And you can just see them walk me out of the room. Now, what happens from that point to the point where I wake up upstairs, I don't remember none of it. Oh, wow. But somehow they got me out of the kitchen, through the dining room, up the stairs to the back and out the back deck. And I, when I come through and I'm staring at my friend, Lisa Lugwig, she's like, you feeling okay? And I'm like, I'm really thirsty. And I had no idea what's going on. And she looks over at Shane. She's like, go get the holy water. I'm like, you want me to drink holy water? (laughs) (laughs) So they bring me like this really tiny can of Coca-Cola, which did help. And they're telling me like that you don't remember nothing. Like 
you weren't yourself. Like, your eyes were just solid black. Wow. I was like, I'm not. I don't remember any of that. Wow. Yeah, I've heard of that happening before. That's scary. I mean, we've always called it spirit jumping. Mm-hmm. Where spirits jump into you and kind of take over. Yeah. But luckily, I was with someone that knew how to, to handle the situation. Because I'm not normally with people that know how to handle something like that. Right. But she had everything she needed. Plus, you know, she adores and loves me to death. So it's like all that good positive energy helped whatever. Right. So was it like when you stepped outside is when you finally like came to? I don't know how long they had me on this deck. I mm. have no idea. It's just That's crazy. I just remember her staring right at me. She's like right in my face. Get those smelly you feel, things in your nose. <laughs> smelly salts. You, feel, you feeling okay? I'm like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I was like, why am I so thirsty all of a sudden? It's like, wow. So that Crazy. was really cool. And uh, I think we gave up for the night after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Good, good place to end yeah. it. <laughs> and um, they went home the next morning, but we still had another night. So I filmed... Um, Shane and, and David from the Bear River Paranormal, like, all night long, the second mm-hmm. night. and I think I've released, like, 10, 10 mini episodes of that. That's nice. awesome. So, wow. what's, like, uh, have you caught anything really cool on the camera while you were filming? Not, like, they'd be like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like, a lot of things I've caught are either audio-related, like, nothing moving by itself, I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really that'd be like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. Nothing like a shadow figure walking across the screen. No, no. <laughs> Coming up to say hi. <laughs> nothing moving. A lot Closing of my, doors. a lot of my docu, a lot of my filming is like for documentation reasons. Right, right. Yeah. I'm definitely not like a glory type filmer where I, I glorify or overproduce stuff. Yeah. It's like, I like the raw we're just going to go in, like, my episode of Asylum 49, it's like, there's no interviews, there's no talking, and we don't pretend nothing. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. The cameras are rolling, you guys go. You guys you guys know what you're doing? I know how to film. <laughs> you guys, sometimes I'll be like, let me get in front of you, and I'll have you guys follow me, and I'll walk backwards. And like, yeah. I'll coach them as far as, like, here's how I need to film you. But I don't coach them on what to do or anything like that. I'm like, I'm like, I need to get this cool shot. So you guys walk towards me while you're using the spirit box and I'll film. That's awesome. Simple stuff. Simple. Yeah. I mean. Simple, raw, real. Yeah. Which is right? a, I mean, these guys that I film with, they've been doing it longer than I have. They know what they're doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, though, too, like. I think I I appreciate that more than the over dramatized stuff. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's you know it's if you if you get caught being overly dramatic and doing things for viewership, right? Then it's hard to take anything else into account than what you're doing. And so if it's raw and real and you get stuff, cool. You know, if you got nothing, hey, you that's know what? how it goes sometimes. That's, that's how it works. Yeah. Ooh. I I don't attract a lot of views, but I really don't care. Yeah. Well, because for you, it's not about the views. No, the actual first documentary was, can we do it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it possible? Like, do we have the talent to to do it? (laughs) 
Yeah, right. can we do it? Do people? Does any? Do we want to listen to it and watch it after we get it done? Because <laughs> if you can't even watch it, then nobody else is going to want to. Well, watch when it. you're a rookie camera guy with just self-taught editing skills, yeah, you look at it like this is an obstacle that I can't overcome. Yeah. So that first documentary was like it's it's not super good, but it some people say it's good. Mm-hmm. It's like that was our first attempt. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. That's right. We went out there and we filmed a bunch of shit, and they're like, "Paul, assemble all this, put it all together." <laughs> I think make the magic happen. I think the first time we released a YouTube video, our very first YouTube video was it's rough. It's so rough. It's rough. And then we did the second one, which was Eureka on Earth, which happened in Eureka, Utah, when we had access to all those buildings. Yeah. I loved that place. It's like we were a little more, okay, we kind of know what we're doing. But do we really know fully? No. It's like <laughs> it's learn as you go. It's like, hey, yeah. Paul, you got like 60 hours of video to kind of make a film out of. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Take 60 hours and we need a one-hour episode. Pretty Perfect. much. Pretty much. <laughs> like We filmed everything. I swear Zachary never stopped hitting the record button. He filmed everything. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, here you go. It's like, we're filming us on ATVs going through all these mine sites with the mayor. Like, what am I supposed to do with all this stuff? Like, Yeah, that's a lot of extra video. Still cool, though. <laughs> that was a cool experience because he lived there his whole life. He was knowledgeable and he's taking us on these, you know, ATVs, like, all around all these cool areas. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. It's always nice when you get that 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 super inside look to everything that that one person who knows pretty much everything that there is to know about the town. Because we had all those buildings, we had the mine buildings, we had the mayor taking us around. You know, we had his help. And for those of you that don't know, Eureka, Utah is a let's just call it a one street town for the most part. <laughs> like it's, it's probably l- grown since a little bit then, but I mean it's long. Right, like, yeah. cause you get in town early, but it's not that much. It's like maybe five miles of town on, like, off just two sides of the street. Yeah, and when we were investigating, most of it was just empty buildings. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, now it's like I think they have a candy store, and if well, yeah, and all the buildings we've investigated that are, I don't know, like old, old is relative in this term, because most from like 1950s, it looks like the buildings, but. Um, that old section of Main Street, they're all refilled again. Yeah. And so there's like uh, some antique stores and there's a, a bistro at the end. Like, it's we a had, nice place. We had, so we had access to the diner. We had access to the Gatley. We had access to the bank. We had access to the topless bar, the company store. We had access to the Fitch's Mansion. The mine building. Oh, that's awesome. We even kind of got to investigate the Tentic uh, bed and breakfast. I didn't know there was a bed and breakfast in Eureka. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's still open, though. Oh, oh that's true. It's, it's not one of those places that you're like, let's go to Eureka. <laughs> There's lots to do. It's one of those towns that people pass through to go take their sand rails out to have fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Three-wheelers. Yep. yep. Their motorcycles. It's it's a stop for gas. 
Yeah. It's, where you go to uh, drop things in holes and blow their them liquor, up. <laughs> their liquor Apparently. store is kind of also their grocery store. Oh, that is small town USA right there. <laughs> you have a liquor section and a grocery store section. Which is perfect if you drink, because then you're like, hey, look, I can get my alcohol over here, and I can get my munchies for after. You, <laughs> you can get moonshine there. Oh, wow. Hey. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the more you know. I wouldn't recommend it while ghost hunting. No. no. You should, Never. You should not be inebriated ghost hunting. It's not safe. It's not, not up there. No. Because no. there was a lot of tragedies up there. There was my there was mines scattered all throughout Eureka. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it can be a dangerous place. Like there's lots of undiscovered mines. Or not undiscovered, but lost mines essentially that people so, forgot about. And like you need to be safe. So that was that was a fun filming project. That turned out pretty good. That's awesome. Nobody watched it, but it turned out <laughs> <laughs> People ask me about Eureka, Utah all the time. I said, did you see my film? No. Like, well, there you go. (laughs) Is it a film film or is it on, like, YouTube? It's on YouTube. It's a film on YouTube. Everything is on YouTube. (laughs) I haven't never charged for anything. Lap dances a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) Anything paranormal, never charged. Right. That's how it should be. Gotta be be specific. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So inside the u.s what is your number one bucket list haunted place that you haven't done yet that you want to go and then on the other side of that what's your number one bucket list paranormal place to investigate that you want to do outside of the u.s Uh, well outside of the u.s i want to do dracula's castle oh me too that would be awesome that would be a lot of fun i've seen that place not in person, but on TV. I, I want to. <laughs> and as far as inside the U.S., I've always been drawn to um, the Axe Murder House. Basilica. Yeah. Be you awesome feel one. drawn to the house, huh? As long as I can remember me being in the paranormal, I've been wanting to, to take a trip there. Out of all the places you've seen on TV, including Waverly, yeah, mm-hmm. I've had my eyes on the Axe Murder House. Really? What is what is it about the house that draws you there? I don't know. It's not explainable, huh? Yeah. It's not a big location, so... It's tiny. It's small. I don't small. like tiny locations. I don't like residentials. So but you just feel that draw. It could be the children. Hmm. Yeah. It could be connecting with children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the story behind that house is it's heartbreaking that the family was axed to death in their house. Um, but it's crazy that it's an unsolved murder to yeah. this day. Yeah, it is. I've, I've done a lot of bucket list locations. You know, I've done Goldfield Hotel, mm-hmm. places like that. You've done Waverly, which is almost everybody's bucket list. I've done, you know... Airships, I've done castles. I did Preston Castle, which was amazing. Especially since my uncle was locked up in there when he was a little boy. Really? Yeah. I'm leaving there. I'm heading back to Utah from California. And my living uncle messages me. Were you just at Preston Castle? I'm like, yes. How do you know? (laughs) 
Well, he follows me on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, your Uncle Mike was locked up in there when he was little. I used to have to go see him all the time because that was his brother. Yeah. Wow. And that Preston Castle was a place for bad boys. And you would, at first, I'm like, okay, weird. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, he was was part of the Hells Angels when he grew up. So he never left that bad boy personality. (laughs) He just grew into it more. (laughs) He became a Hells Angel as an adult, so. Wow. So I didn't, going into Preston Castle, I didn't know this family connection with the building. It's beautiful. Hmm. If you've never seen it, never even heard of it. Research it. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you've never heard it. I mean, even anybody aware that Rob Lowe had a paranormal show for a little while? I vaguely remember something about that. He and his sons went and did Preston Castle. And I have I have multiple three three friends that are docents at Preston Castle right now, so wow. they help do the ghost. In Nevada and California, docents are a thing where they're like volunteers. Mm-hmm. And so at Preston Castle, when when you're investigating, you have to have a docent with you in eyesight at all times. Right. For your safety. Not Makes from sense. the spirits, from the building itself. Because there's parts where there's holes that go up multiple floors. Oh. oh, yeah. It looks really beautiful on the inside, and it's falling apart on the outside. And they use the money from the tours and the ghost hunts to help restore it. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the things that I love about going out and do investigation stuff is a lot of times the money does go to fixing up these locations so that other people can enjoy them. Yes. And so that you can continue to enjoy them. Yeah. And come back. We seem to be losing a lot of Utah locations. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of sad. Yeah, I think part of it is some people have uh, done the wrong thing in locations and have gotten people to shut it, shut down. And they're like, look, we're just not going to do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, we heard of a place up in Ogden. I can't remember where it was, but they had allowed people in there for years to do investigations. Was that and, the Union Station up there? Yeah, I think it was Union Station. Yeah, and, they're they like, and they're like, the last time they did it, they – they they came up in the next day and it was just trashed and they're like we're done we're just if you can't respect it we're not going to allow people to come in here and do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah ogden, and i don't blame them ogden had the union station they also had that one hotel that's now apartments the yep. mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of people will ask about that on facebook and you can't go there nope, nope. um they ask about a lot of places they can't go um there used to be a, a store uh called making sense yeah. On the 25th. Mm-hmm. You could investigate there. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of times. It's gone. What? Oh. He closed. But the building's still there. I mean, it's a matter of going and establishing with the new owners. Yeah. Yeah. An ability to go because that basement goes underneath the building behind it. Supposedly to where the tunnels used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the, the rumor that was tied into the Ogden Underground. And I don't believe that rumor for a second. I don't believe in no underground tunnels. I think it was just basements that were all connected together. And that wasn't for a secrecy thing. That was probably for safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have, because they had fires back then that would wipe out entire towns. Oh, yeah. So you think about there's a fire. 
It'd be nice to have an escape route to this next basement over and over and over to get away from the fire. Yeah. Yeah. It would make sense to me. Yeah. More than like some criminal underground tunnel. <laughs> Maybe they used this access to, to take stuff. Now, like in Eureka, Nevada, they had tunnels that were actually dug by Chinese people. That's believable. But the mafia is spending that much time and effort. I don't buy it for a second. Especially the mafia in Utah. <laughs> I I could see it more so uh, people trying to live a polygamist life and not get caught living a polygamist life. I can believe that more so than the massive, you know, Mormon mafia running around. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, if you think of the effort it would take to just dig tunnels underneath major cities. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a lot of effort and energy. You're you're going back to the Templar Knights type of era where they would do that kind of stuff. Like yeah, and it's not Portland, right? It's not the Shanghai tunnels where they would again take people out and put them in boats. Shanghai tunnels. What are we talking about? We're talking about Asian people mm-hmm. yeah. known to dig tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even Virginia City had tunnels underneath the streets. Were they also dug by the Chinese? I have no idea. I could see that being dug by my but, miners too. So here's the thing is because of the mining, there's miles and miles of mine tunnels underneath Virginia City. Yeah. If they ever that. had a huge earthquake. Town's going under. <laughs> They're sinking. <laughs> you can you can go into a bar in Virginia City, go to the very back, pay a few dollars, and go down into the mines for a tour. Okay, that's cool. Through the bar. That's awesome. That is neat. That's interesting. Through the bar. It's called the Ponderosa, and they do like live music on the weekends. They get pretty loud, but during the day, you just walk past the bar all the way to the back, buy a ticket, put on a hard hat. Down you go. Down you go. And they give you all this history about, you know, all the mining in, in Virginia City and what it paid for, how things were linked to presidents. Like, you go to the Mackey Mansion, there's a dining table in the basement downstairs where Mark Twain sat and ate, Thomas Edison ate, um, uh, President Grant ate there. Wow. It's like a laundry list of important people have sat at that table. See, that would just need just to sit at the table at that point because you're like, you're sitting at a table where Lots of history. I've investigated at that table. That is awesome. Did you get anything? It's in it's in my film. <laughs> <laughs> go watch it. You gotta go watch his film. <laughs> you have to watch my YouTube channel now to find out. And 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 what is your YouTube channel called? It's Paranormal Veracity, which is kinda you know everybody thinks when they look at that, oh paranormal veracity, you have a team? How big is your team? One. <laughs> I am you. a team of one. Paranormal Veracity started off as a magazine. It was like a side thing I was going to do from, I had a team. Well, I was part of a team. I'm like, I want to do something on my own. So I'm going to start this magazine. The meaning of veracity is pursuit of the truth. So it fit, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after I realized, like, I'm not a very good writer. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, I could put these magazines together like artistically really well, but I'm not a good writer. And I was like, but I do video, so I just kind of transitioned from one format to the other. Yeah, and I think honestly, now with this like this day and age, like most people don't read magazines anyway. Like not anymore. No. Mm -hmm. There are more like the vlog style YouTube stuff. That's where everyone's at. Yeah. So the social media and it's yeah it's, it's all a, on your it's phone. Attention span. That's why Twitter only allows so many characters. That's a <laughs> nobody wants to read these long five page things. No, nobody does. Give me two hundred and forty characters and <laughs> I'll read that. Right. <laughs> and that's why TikTok is so popular is because you're getting three minutes. Yeah. And that's it. You get three minutes, and and most TikTok videos are thirty seconds to a minute. So, like well, reels, so if yeah. I take something I've already released on YouTube and I put it on TikTok, like three minutes of it, I get more views on TikTok. Yeah, no, oh, I believe it. We went live in the prison. A friend of mine went live on her TikTok channel. Seven thousand people watching that live. Wow! Holy cow! At one time. <laughs> and, and, and you're looking back at your videos, going. That counter hasn't moved in six months. <laughs> I, I got 147 reviews on this movie I made three years ago. <laughs> and it doesn't seem fair. Like, it hurts your feelings. Like, nobody's watching my stuff. Yeah. But then I remember all the fun we had. And I could watch through it. And I could release little clips on Facebook. Because people have seen little parts of it here and there. Yeah. On other platforms. I just told myself... We had a blast. We just had fun. You know? Yeah. And and that's the thing, right? Like, I've, I've looked back at, I've watched some of our older stuff, and it's like, I remember that night. Like, you watch it, and you're like, oh, yeah. I remember, like, over at this place, this stuff happened. And, of course, it's not on film, and it, it didn't show up in the in the final cut, right? But you're like, this was so much fun. Or, man, it was so cold that night. Or, you know, whatever. And it's like, this is a great way to just remember what we did. Yeah. So where can people find you at? Facebook um, at Paranormal Veracity page or my personal Paul Welch. Ten million people follow me there. It seems like um, I have a Utah uh, YouTube page, uh, Paranormal Veracity. Follow me, find me there. A lot of my well, my films, you know, documentaries, short videos, raw videos. Where I don't do any video. I just release stuff. Can all be found there. I'm on Instagram. Not sure exactly what the tag name on that is. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Like these links should all be on my Facebook. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So go check them out, everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And then where can they find us on Facebook? Well, you can find us on Facebook at CP CPR Cold Spot Paranormal Research or on the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. Yeah, and you can find us on Instagram at. Cold spot underscore paranormal underscore research. And Lisa's like, I don't know what our Twitter is. <laughs> uh, nope, never no, been it, on it. <laughs> it's, it's, sometimes you have to create like new usernames for all of it. It's like if it's hard to remember. If you like like on Twitter, it's like I'm a paranormal badass on Twitter. Like. There you go. And we are uh, CPR Paranormal on Twitter. And uh like always, stay ghosty, my peeps.
Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal, on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast, and Cold Spot Paranormal Research. And you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.